Thank you for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. May God richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. Please uh, type in your greetings as you're listening and make sure to like and subscribe. We sure appreciate you and your prayers and support for our ministry. I'm going to continue on the topic of Book of Acts Church. As you can see, I'm not in my normal place in my home in Beaufort, South Carolina. I'm staying at my in-laws home uh, and this is in their screen porch back in Minnesota and I'm gonna start on this topic a book of Acts Church in the sermon be not afraid brother Branham says I've had ministers will say to me you better go go see him because he's an influential man in this city I don't care if he's a bum on the street. So drunk he can't move. He's just as much as a mayor of the city in the sight of God because it's whosoever will let him come. But we went after somebody else that was a movie star or had some great pulley or some great tap dancer or a modern jitterbug or whatever you want to call it. In other words, celebrities. God goes to the gutters. Go out in the streets and highways and compel them to come in and remember that was the last call. The church has gone off without him. See, you've gone off on tantrums. Seeking notice. Are we looking for recognition from the message elite? Are we looking for recognition at all? Do we treat the dirty, stinking drunk with the same heart as the great men of message society? God goes to the gutters. How does God go to the gutters? He has to use his body, his bride. We are his hands, his feet, his heart. We have to go to the gutters. Are we ready to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ and go to the places no one else wants to? Or have we, as Brother Branham stated, have we gone on without God? Mark 13.10, what is our commission? And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Matthew 24.14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Scriptural signs of the times, 1964. We all claim to be in Christ, but when we come in there with a denominational creed, we live by it. That's right. But if that tree ever brings forth another branch, it'll bring another book of Acts wrote behind it. It'll be like the first branch was that come forth. It'll be Holy Ghost filled, Holy Ghost inspired, Holy Ghost. It'll, there'll be no creed to it. It'll be a word. Amen. So the, the true church brings forth the same fruit as they did in the book of Acts. What did they do in the book of Acts? They gave up everything to follow Christ. 
They built their lives around the word and prayer. They expected to be hated, persecuted, made fun of, and killed. When they were told to stop preaching about Jesus, they continued preaching about Jesus. They labored to reach every nation. They didn't spend their all to go to special meetings and get patted on the back, but they spent their all for the nations and the people that hated and despised them. They turned the world upside down. They died as martyr martyrs. Hallelujah. Another book of Acts. I want us to examine ourselves. 1963, a greater than Solomon is here. The church needs tonight not a soft hybrid something, soft and flabby like the church is. Just make a confession, be baptized, and you're Christian. To be Christian is self-denial. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me daily. Today it's so soft and people call themselves Christians when it used to mean death to confess Christ. And you had to depend on him daily for everything you had need of. It's become soft today. It's become about a confession. It's become about we had so many baptized at this meeting. We had so many uh, come forth and come to the altar to get baptized. That's not what it's about. To be a Christian is self-denial. It's, it's saying, I am not my own. I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will go where he sends me. And I will do what he desires me to do. John 12, 24 and 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it. And he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. He that loves his life will lose it. He that clings to this world's affections and ways and the things that this world values, you're going to lose your life. But if you hate your life, if you give it up to Christ and say, I don't want this life, I don't want my life, I want the life of Christ, then you can keep it. In 1962, the sermon, Why, Brother Branham said, Jesus said, a corn of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. And the people don't want to die. You want to be alive in the world and still want to be religious. So you accept an intellectual conception of it. And then when you do that, you're still dead in sins and trespasses. What happened to the church? Are we waiting for the lost and dying world to come to us? Are we hoping that people that are opposing this message will just quit? I have news for you. The lost and dying are not going to come to you. We have to go to them. That is the model of the gospel. That's not even scriptural to say we're just sitting in our churches, church pews and waiting for the lost to come to us. We have to go to them and compel them, says the Bible. The people who are opposing the, the word are not going to stop opposing it. So instead of, stop, instead of waiting for them to stop opposing it or praying that they would stop opposing it, you go and live a life that defends this message according to the Bible, truth. I'm going to read a few quotes. This is William Booth of the Salvation Army. 
one memorable day in July 1865 after exploring the streets in an east and end district where he was to conduct a mission the terrible poverty vice and degradation of these needy people struck home to his heart he arrived at his hammersmith home just before midnight and greeted his waiting Catherine with these words darling I have found my destiny she understood him together they administered God's grace to God's poor in many places now they were to spend their lives bringing deliverance to Satan's captives in the eagle evil jungle of London's slums this was their calling to go to the gutter they went to the gutter William Booth said this to his son Bram took his son Bramwell into an East End pub which was crammed full of dirty intoxicated creatures seeing the the appalled look on his son's face he said gently Bramwell these are our people, the people I want you to live for. My. And God brought a mighty revival there in the East End of London through the ministry of William Booth. Many got saved and delivered from a life of sin and evil. C.T. Studd. He was a multimillionaire and he gave all of it to missions, gave it all away and went to the missions field with nothing. He says, can it be the years of Christ's soldiers are deaf to the call of God and the cries of the dying souls of men? King Nicholas declared to his wartime rivals that his Montenegrins would henceforth spill their blood for their persecuted compatriots. When shall God be able to say, have you seen my Christians of today? No longer do they seek for gold or pleasure, for honors or ease. From henceforth my Christians will spill their blood for the love and cause of my beloved Son and the salvation of the neediest of men. Yes, when? When indeed shall we see a, see a real church militant here upon the earth? He wasn't talking about a military fighting physical wars. He was talking about a uh, a spiritual military fighting spiritual wars to bring the gospel into places where it hasn't gone before he says we should go crusading for Christ we have the men the means and the ways the doors of the world have been opened wide for us by our God so believing that further delay would be sinful some of God's insignificance and nobody's in particular see that's what we have to come to the place where it doesn't matter about our reputation it doesn't matter about what others think of us that we become insignificance and nobodies but trusting in our omnipotent God have decided on certain simple lines according to the book of God to make a definite attempt to render the evangelization of the world an accomplished fact for this purpose we have banded together under the name of Christ's etc and invite others of God's people to join us in this glorious enterprise. We are merely, merely Christ's nobodies, otherwise Christ's etc. We rejoice in and thank God for the good work being carried on in all the already occupied lands by God's regular forces. We seek to attack and win to Christ only those parts of the devil's empire which are beyond the extremist outposts of the regular army of God. Young people, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to go 
to the extremist outposts where this message has not been made known. Don't pine after being the great evangelist that preaches at all the wonderful special meetings that are had. Why don't we start pining after being that missionary that goes to somewhere in Central Asia or to Saudi Arabia to live underground and to spread this message? C.T. Studd continues, Our method is to search and find out. I'm challenging young people. I'm challenging. Don't, don't, don't be hindered by your youth. Don't be hindered. Don't be hindered by that. God can use you where you are. You are a young, you might be a young person. 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. You say, I need a pulpit, I need to preach. Why not become a missionary? Why not search and find out what parts of the world at present remain unevangelized, and then by faith in Christ, by prayer to God, by obedience to the Holy Spirit, by courage, determination, and supreme sacrifice to accomplish their evangelization with the utmost dispatch. Make that your goal. Make that your passion, young person. Romans 15, 20, and 21. Yet, yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. There are places here in North America where the message has never been proclaimed. There are cities without churches. There's even states that barely have a believer in them. What are we doing to spread this message even throughout North America? Where are the young people that are not pining over being an evangelist at the special meeting, but their, their desire, their passion is to go make Christ known where he's not been spoken of? Let's, let's, let's minister and preach in such a way that would call young people to go overseas. It doesn't matter what your age God doesn't look at that. Go look what God said to Jeremiah about age. Catch the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and go to a place, even in North America or around the world, where this message has not yet been heard. It's not about having a church, having a group of people. It's about proclaiming Christ to the lost. Acts 20, 22 through 24. And now... Behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and affliction abide me, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. It didn't, but the Holy Ghost leading Paul even though others were telling him of bonds and affliction, this doesn't move me. This is the book of Acts Christian. This doesn't move me because I'm going to finish my course with joy in the ministry which the Lord called me to. I'm going to do that because I don't count my life 
dear to myself. He that hates his life shall keep it unto eternal life. But he that loves his life shall lose it. Mark 13, 13, And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. This is what they expected in the early church. This is what they anticipated. They, did, they, they were going to go preach the gospel somewhere and they were going to be hated. Why aren't we doing the same and anticipating the same? Philippians 1.21 for, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is a book of Acts Christian. 2 Corinthians 5.8 We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's why to die is gain because we go to be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not loss to die. It's gain to die. But we count, we're, unfortunately, we're counting our life as dear to ourselves. 1 Corinthians 6.20 For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We don't belong to ourselves. What he calls us to do, where he calls us to go, that is where we will go. Romans 14.8, For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. Paul wasn't, Paul wasn't concerned about always being the one to preach the special meetings and get at the pats on the back and say, everybody saying amen. He got stones thrown at him. He got people wanting to kick him out of the city. But Paul was willing to endanger all for the sake of the gospel. Do we have this heart? Are we ready to live and die in service to Christ? Not just by lip service, but really. This was the heart of the book of Acts Church. The book of Acts Church isn't just a miracle church. They had miracles in the line of service as they were putting their lives on the line for the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the heart of the book of Acts, church. Is it our heart? God goes to the gutters. Go out into the streets and highways and compel them to come in. And remember, that was the last call. The church has gone off without him. See, you've gone off on tantrums. While the church, even the message churches, have gone off on tantrums, what about you and I? Are we ready to go to the gutters. I'm making a call to you, young person, old person, middle-aged person. Are you ready to go to the places that no one wants to go to? Are you ready to speak the gospel to people that will hate you and despise you? You will see miracles. You will see supernatural. You will see God move in miraculous ways. It isn't about the special meeting, then the next special meeting. What is it about? It's about proclaiming Christ. And there should be some people who have a heart to do it in places that no one wants to go. So I'm making a call to young people, young ministers. Don't be pining after some pulpit in some place here in America. Go someplace 
where Christ has not, with the, the true restored gospel of Jesus Christ has not been declared. Go to a city somewhere here in North America and begin to preach this message and start a church there. Go to some place in Central Asia. Go to Armenia. Go to Georgia. Go to Azerbaijan. Go to one of these places and with the wisdom and heart of Christ begin to share the reality of this gospel with people. That's that's my heart that I've delivered to you. May God richly bless you.